Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Are you feeling your energy fade this winter? Well, let's get back on track. I'll tell you how to do it right here, right now on Polly Campbell's Simply Set. Hello, 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 and welcome to Polly Campbell's Simply Said. This is the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. It wasn't too long ago that I did a show, episode 248, where I talked about this two-pronged approach for managing our stress. And in that, I had research that talked about how it's not the big stresses, like the divorce and the grief and the diagnosis that causes the bulk of our issues with stress. It's the little everyday stresses that pile on, that we have a hard time managing and dealing with. And over time, they build up leading to chronic illness and a whole host of physical and mental challenges, right? We don't need, we don't need chronic illness. And we are going to live in a world that's filled with stress. There's a lot going on here and good and bad stuff, right? But the pressure is on. And That episode 248 is blowing up. It's one of my biggest episodes ever. People are coming because they're stressed out and they want to find a way to deal with it. And so do I, right? Stress is a part of our daily life. How we respond to it makes all the difference. And one of the ways to respond to it in 248, go back and listen to the show. I talk about accepting the circumstances and adapting to them. Instead of seeing stress as a a negative function of our body, we can see it as a normal response to what is going on in the world. And when we change our perspective of it, we tend to be uh, more proactive and deal with it in a better way. One of the ways to deal with, I think, is to live large. Now, I'm not a partier. I'm not talking about selling your house and, you know, living in a camper van all across the country. Do that if you want to do that. That's not my strategy. Living Large for me is a book in a cozy chair in front of the fireplace. That's Living Large. But when I'm talking about Living Large, I'm talking about disrupting our regular routine to build in the things that feel good to us, that are good for us, and that enliven us, that create vitality. Now, I've written a whole book on this called You Recharged. And it came out of a time in my life when I did not feel vital at all. I felt tired all the time. I felt overweight. I felt unhappy. And it's what I learned in that process of recovering from that burnout, from that feeling stuck uh, that I shared in the book. One of the aspects of that is to re-engage with life. It's about turning on to the circumstances of our life and really enjoying what's in front of us and creating more things that feel interesting, that ignite our curiosity, that feel healthy or good for us. Um, And that means doing good for others. So that's what we're talking about today on Simply Said. We're talking about ways to revitalize to build life into our life, to re-engage with our, no matter what's going on 
in it, right? We can find pockets of humor. We can be joyful and happy even in the midst of intense loss or grief or other difficulty because we are that. We are all that. We are complex and dynamic people. And when we are alive, fully alive, even facing the difficulties head on, we feel better and we're more able to manage the stress of our life. So let's get into it. There are lots of things we can do to feel better in the moment. One of them is take some deep breaths and disengage from that fight or flight system that keeps us trapped and paralyzed in our fear. And when we take the deep breaths, it also changes our physiology. So those stress chemicals subside a little bit in our body. We can think clearer. We can feel better. So that's that's a good place to start. As you're listening, just sit back, breathe into your diaphragm, take slow, deep breaths, and unwind a little bit. Feel your muscles unwind and your, your heartbeat slow and your blood pressure drop. And in that moment, just recognize that you get to be alive. You are this complex being, marvelous. Imagine this, our hearts continue beating without us thinking about it. The sun comes up every day and we don't have to do anything. We get to be here alive on this planet. And and stop it right there, right? You just want to stay present in this moment. You don't need to go into, well, I might not be alive five years from now or six months from now or, or get into the problems or the aches and pains you're having. But you can sit in this moment and just be at peace in the sense that you got this moment. And from there, you can experience gratitude that you get to experience it all. Right. I many of you know, I was diagnosed with uh, melanoma cancer uh, a number of years ago. And during that time, I felt like everything was bolder. It was an intense time. But I also got to sit there and appreciate the crocuses coming up. It was this time of year um, in, in February when that happened. And I remember going for my walks during the breaks in the clouds and these crocuses were coming up early. And I thought, this is life. I get to be on a planet where there are crocuses, right? So whatever it is for you, take a minute and it's recognized that yes, we are mortal, but we have this moment. And don't take that for granted. When we can find gratitude, when we can appreciate being alive, it helps us manage the stresses that are battering us during the day, okay? Take a moment and start there. Again, I touched on it. Take a walk outside. It's really easy for me to trigger to awe and gratitude when I'm even just walking around the block because I notice all sorts of quirky things. You know, the the plants coming up, the blossoms on the tree, but also, you know, the color of people's houses and people walking their dogs. And it just gets me outside and out of my head when I move my body. And of course, it has a lot of healthy ramifications. Walking is really good for our heart and our muscles and all of that stuff. But the big thing for me is it's super good for my head. Gets me out of the overthinking and and obsessing and gets me moving. When I come back, I always feel better. 
if you're feeling slow and stuck, like your energy is fading, this is a good time to mix up the regular routine as well. Now I've talked about it before where sometimes I will sit in a different chair in the family room or I'll sit at a different chair at the dinner table when we're having family dinner. And if you wanna see people freak out, do that, right? Wait, mom, why are you sitting over there? Mom, wait, isn't that where, you know, there are many chairs in our house. We can sit wherever we want. And we can mix up our own little routine in big ways and we can mix up the big routine. Take a mental health day and do something you've always wanted to do. Or go into work and pack your lunch instead of going out or sit with a different crew in the lunchroom. Do something different. You don't have to excuse it. You don't have to explain it. Just change the elements of your day and it will change you too. You'll notice things in a different way. You'll be amused by the reactions that other people have and you'll start to uh, unjam that stuck feeling, right? You'll start to open yourself up. The same is true at work. If Mondays or Tuesdays or Thursdays, you're always doing the same task, mix up your schedule a little bit. Maybe you start the morning a different way, or maybe you do a different job, a different project right before lunch. Do something different in that regular routine and you'll find yourself looking forward to it a little differently. You'll find yourself other things arriving at the same time that you hadn't noticed before. And seriously, this isn't complicated stuff, but you'll be surprised, I think, about how interesting the day feels. It's nice to mix it up. And that can also help you move into a flow state. Um, what this means to me is just getting sucked up in the work I'm doing so I don't even notice the time passing, right? It it's not necessarily the thing that feels the easiest. When I'm in the flow state while I'm riding, it's not necessarily an easy thing. It just means that I'm completely immersed. I've fallen into the activity, the riding, and I disappear into it. And usually it's really a satisfying feeling. It, it, it means it's coming to me, right? It's working and I'm completely engaged. I'm not overthinking other things. I'm not worried about things because I'm all in on this. Now, that is something that we can actually create in our lives, you know? And you've probably felt this before. My daughter absolutely feels that when she's playing video games, she'll lose all track of time. You could do this in exercising when you're running hard or when you are looking at the ocean and letting your mind drift and just really focusing on the, making art, playing music, dancing, um, cooking for some people. Whenever you can give your attention to an activity, a hobby, a job, a task that is a little challenging, but not overwhelming. It's something you feel like you can do and you get lost into this feeling of creating this thing, of doing this thing. You lose track of time. That's invigorating. You'll come out of that feeling revitalized. So you need to be deliberate in creating that for your life, right? Think of something that that 
is challenging, but interesting to you. It's not so challenging that you can't see it done. You're not likely to master it, but it's something you can improve, right? They talk about mastery. Mastery at a certain point becomes boring to us because if we've done it, if you've already solved the puzzle once, why would you do it again, right? But if it's just enough challenging, like writing is for me, I'm never going to be the top dog. There's not any place I can get where you're the best ever, right? I will never learn it all. And that's not daunting. That's interesting. I can get better. I can improve. I can learn new things as I'm going. And that's interesting to me. So when I can give my attention to a piece of work and let everything else drop away and fall into that place of flow, it's one of the most satisfying times of my life. And it's probably one of the reasons I keep writing. It's one of those things that keeps me going. So set the conditions for you to be in this flow state. Make time for it. Pick an activity where you can let loose and let go. Something that's challenging, that's pressing, but interesting to you. And do that. And along those lines, create the conditions for inspiration, right? Going outside and being in a state of awe or creating awe, you know, having the experience of awe in another venue is one way to be inspired. Reading or listening or listening to music um, created by the masters or people that you really admire uh, can get your creative juices flowing. Inspiration isn't something that can, can be contrived, but we can create the conditions for it. And you have to give it time. You have to give your attention to something that's beautiful or interesting, something that makes you think. And leave yourself time to feel that. And that's another way, uh, another thing that can help us drop into flow state. And those things are invigorating. Every time I'm inspired, I can't wait to get up and get working on something. Look through a magazine and see a beautiful picture of the way somebody planted their garden. Or read recipes. Or listen to a podcast about writing. Or go for a walk and see what other people are doing. Create the conditions in your mind and your body to feel inspired and You'll feel not only engaged in your life and alive right now, but you're more likely to drop into that state of flow. I've got a couple more ideas to help you come alive this winter. And these are things I'm doing too. I'm going to share them with you when we come back on the best business network of Electrocast. You're listening to Polly Campbell Simply Said. And we are back. You're listening to Polly Campbell Simply Said, and this is the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. It's part of the best business network of Electrocast. And today we're talking about doing the things that help us come alive, to feel reinvigorated, like changing up the routine on occasion, and and doing the things that help us achieve flow, the things that inspire us and make us feel good. And along those lines, um, Make sure that you're building into your week something that you like to do, something that you really want to do. We have a lot of must-dos during the week, you know, meetings and lunches and dinners and uh, work that has to get done. But build in something every day, a couple of minutes or every week that you really want to do. And the one way I do that is I start my morning routine early and I do morning pages. That's important to me on a whole lot of levels as a writer and as a person, but it allows me to write with my fancy fountain pens, which I'm becoming slightly obsessed about. And that makes me feel good. I want to spend that time. So that's a five or 10 minute exercise each day. Each week, I plan some quiet time out, 
uh, usually on a Saturday or Sunday. It's time to myself. People can be in the house, but I'm some space by myself, reading a book, sitting quietly, meditating, whatever it is, I need to feel like I don't have to have, be on a schedule. I don't need to make any decisions. That time is for me. And it's usually some of it is spent in quiet because that's another way to come alive. It's to just take a breath and sit still and turn off your phone and turn off the TV and don't make decisions for yourself or other people. Don't overwork your life. Have some time each week where you can be quiet and alone, whether sometimes you go to the closet. I have been there, done that. Whatever it is to escape the bustle of life and sit quietly with yourself and just debrief and relax and unwind before going on to the next thing, that is really useful to helping me feel revitalized and reinvigorated. And then after a few minutes of that, sometimes it's longer than others, find what works for you. Then I'll come back and I'll read my book or I will do something I've been wanting to get around done around the house or plan to meet a friend for dinner later in the week or I will do something that I can look forward to just for me. Build that in every week. I don't care how much time you have. We all are busy. We all are leading full lives. But there's no point in leading to a full life if you're not having fun and a healthy life, right? Do the things that feel good, that you enjoy, build it in, and I promise you, you will feel rejuvenated and reinvigorated. You'll find yourself looking forward to that time. And that is good for everything else we do. Because when we are stuck, that builds the stress. That means we are less productive and less connected to the people and things in our life that need our attention. So take time to rejuvenate and everything will benefit. Not just you, everything will benefit. And along those lines, one of the things that uh, we try to do around here every week is we try to uplift somebody's life. And selfishly, that's good for us, right? That's something I want to do. We have a neighbor. Sometimes we'll take a meal to her or check in on her. Sometimes I'll touch base with a friend. I have a pen pal that I'll write to, uh, somebody that is um, appreciating my encouragement right now. And that makes me feel good. So that's sometimes we'll make a donation or drop food off at the food bank. Whatever it is. Do something for somebody else. And if you can do a little something each day, maybe it's your family member, maybe it's your husband, maybe it's a neighbor, maybe it's a charity that you care about. Um, maybe you're going to the school theater, you, the, the, the school's musical to support those kids who have worked so hard and need, need an audience. Whatever it is, when you take a minute to uplift somebody else, guess who benefits as well? Us right? It's good for us too. And giving to others is one way to come alive. Um, in Eastern traditions, I read a, a quote that said, when you are feeling at your lowest, go over and sweep your neighbor's porch, right? That extends that theory that if you're feeling really rotten about your life, go do something for somebody else, go sweep somebody's porch, help them out, and you'll feel better about your life too. So take that seriously. I think uh, that's a good way to remind ourselves that we matter and that we can make a difference here. And the other thing that I try to do um, 
every day, and I touched on this at the beginning when I talked about appreciating the fact that you're here living, breathing on this planet, and that is such a privilege. That doesn't mean it's easy, that life is easy, but it means it's such a privilege when we come at it from that perspective, the hard stuff becomes easier to manage. And along those lines, gratitude. This year, again, I've begun to keep a gratitude book. I have a little notebook every day. Once or twice a day, I'll go write one or two things in that notebook. Every day I'm looking for something different. I don't keep a long list. Last year, I practiced gratitude every day, but I called it out. I did it out loud. And I'm really liking coming back to writing on the page in a list. And I'm thinking of the book as a gift, uh, maybe to my daughter a million years from now when I'm no longer here, so that she can also see how much I appreciated my time here. But right now, it's just for me. It's one little narrow notebook. You can buy a spiral notebook at the store for two bucks, 99 cents. I don't even know what they are. You can use recycled paper. It doesn't matter. But write down one or two things that you are grateful for in the day. And um, this is a quick way to feel better, a quick way to come alive in your life. And I think that's worth doing. If you have other ideas about how you feel revitalized, how you get reconnected with the fun and the joy of life, let me know. You can reach out at polycampbell.substack.com and join our Simply Said community there and learn more about the ways that we can live well, do good, and be happy. And right now, just take a minute to plan out your week, to think about your day. Think about that one thing you've been wanting to do for a while that makes you feel good or when you can get out for a quick walk out to the back deck or around the office, whatever it is for you to get outside, the ways you can appreciate and show gratitude, help one another, and also help yourself by allowing the time and space not only to get quiet, in your own life and have some time to yourself, but also to go all in on something that is interesting to you. When we bring these things into our life, we will all live well, do good, and be happy. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interview. Electric Acid. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Electric acid.